Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everyone, welcome to this week's edition of Stacking the Box. No more undefeated teams left. The 1972 Miami Dolphins can pop champagne relatively early this year. It only took six weeks. Uh, already, no undefeated teams left. Uh, it is myself, as always, Ian McBellin, Sterling Holmes, jo- joining me as always. Uh, we got a full show today. We're going to talk a lot of injuries because there are. This seemed to be the weekend of injuries in the NFL. As always, we're going to talk winners and losers. Uh, we're going to talk about. Uh, I'm going to make Sterling guess who the betting favorite is to win each of the major awards this year because uh, a couple surprising ones as I was looking through them earlier today. And then we're going to talk about who the biggest frauds are in the NFL. And then, of course, we will preview week seven of the NFL. Uh, we got a couple big games coming up this weekend. Sterling, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. We're in this nice little fall weather, mm. uh, some early morning Sunday golf, right? Although I will say the early morning London games have been a nice treat as well. Nothing like waking up, making some coffee, sitting in your robe and watching football from 8 a.m. until, I don't know, 10 p.m. It's absolutely lovely. Man, things are great over here. Yeah, I think it's safe to say fall is officially here. So I broke out my flannel for today's show uh, mm. since it is uh, officially fall. Nothing better than fall golf, fall sports. Uh, everything is going great. And speaking of fall sports, uh, you should be betting on fall sports. And when you do bet on fall sports, whether it's football or hockey has started or anything else, you should do it over at DraftKings Sportsbook, Draft Sportsbook <laughs> because they are running a new promotion that you don't want to miss. New users can place a $5 bet Uh, to instantly claim $200 in bonus bets. You will also be rewarded with a separate no-sweat single-game parlay every single day when you opt in. All you have to do is sign up with our code STB. Using our code STB not only gets you these great bonuses, but it also directly supports our podcast. If you've been considering signing up for DraftKings Sportsbook, and you should, uh, make sure to use the code STB to maximize your first bets and parlays. This offer is only available to new customers who are 21 plus and physically present in legal gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you qualify. Was there anything STB. in there about uh, fading me? Was there anything in there about if you want your best chance to win fade Sterling? There is not, but you could place your first $5 <laughs> bet or you could take those bonus bets that you get. And fade Sterling. Yeah, you got him pretty well. Uh, we are going to get into that because, of course, we've got to give out some picks for next week. Um, but Sterling, you are—I have the updated records here: five and eleven so far, giving no picks on the show. But I will say, still alive in Survivor, and I've been eliminated for weeks. So you are—you you know—at least early on the season, picking spreads and totals might not be your strong suit, but you know how to pick a good Survivor. 
Hey, and you you know, you you came with us last week. This was your own thing where the the prize gets bigger and bigger. If I go the whole way, I think I'm getting a new driver. Yes. I think that was the whole thing. Right. So <laughs> now I'm starting to get nervous. Uh, it was a big win for you with the Rams this past week. Uh, of course, we will end the show with our picks uh, for week seven. Uh, but first, we've got to talk week six of the NFL season. As always, we open with our biggest winners and losers of week six. Sterling, who's your biggest winner? Lions fans. Yes. Lions fans, come on. You move to five and one. Jared Goff looks like a actual good quarterback. His second half of last year doesn't seem to be a fluke. The Lions defense is starting to actually come together. You're seeing the building blocks in place. Aiden Hutchinson is a madman. He's getting his name thrown in there with the elites on the defensive line. Amon Ra St. Brown, oh yeah, is still Amon Ra St. Brown. Dude is electric. And again, I had a chance to talk with him on Stack in the Box. If you're going to check that out, check it out after the episode, Stack in the Box uh, YouTube channel. Monroe St. Brown, just talking with him, he ran a 4.59. The combine numbers don't jump out you. And when you look at him play, you're like, what does he excel at? He's a gamer. That's what he does. He epitomizes the Detroit Lions fan base. He's awesome. I am so happy for Detroit fans who have gone through nothing but struggle year after year after year. Even having good quarterbacks and a good receiver could never get it done. They're 5-1. and one. They look legitimately good. I am so happy for Lions fans. Yeah, Lions uh, look like they're actually going to be real contenders in the NFC. And also, shout out to those people who are both Detroit Lions fans and Michigan football fans. Um, what a time to be alive. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> Michigan, uh, I don't like because they, they, uh, they stole the Mizzou logo. Um, not a fan of it. Don't, don't look up who was founded first. Don't look it up. What do you mean they stole the Mizzou logo, though? The, the M. Oh, okay. You know, when, I the, think it, when I think of Mizzou, I just think of the Tiger. The Block M, and uh, it's not great because I'll wear my Mizzou Block M on vacation, and people are uh, like, oh, look, Michigan fan. I'm like, bleep you guy. Okay, right. no. I have way more struggles in my life than to be a Michigan fan. Yeah, that's fair enough. Very I didn't need, I, Yeah, but I don't blame them because I don't even – I can't even picture what the Missouri Block M looks like. I just picture the Tiger logo. What's your biggest winner before I, <laughs> I, I, I dive into the deep end? My biggest winner is the Browns defense. Everyone's talking this year about the Dolphins offense uh, being at a historic pace, really on a league of their own. Not enough people are talking about how good this Browns defense is, which uh, has been dominant to say the least. By far the best defense in the NFL, and it's not even close. No matter what metric you look at, if you want to look at simple stats like opponent yards per play, if you want to look at more advanced numbers like uh, opponent EPA per play, uh, the Cleveland Browns are in a complete league of their own. Uh, their defense won them this game against the San Francisco 49ers this past week. Uh, obviously, it was a bit of a weird game, a lot of injuries for the 49ers. But still, this Browns defense is good enough that it can carry this team far into the postseason, potentially. Uh, if they can shut down the 49ers offense, they can shut down anyone. So uh, Browns defense, legit, very, very, very legit. So they are my biggest winner of the week. Yeah, they have been extremely impressive. Um, by the way, I love the 49ers fans who are making complaints after the game saying an excuse like, oh, well, Debo got hurt and CMC got hurt. The Browns played without their starting quarterback. You don't get an excuse. You don't get to have the injury excuse. That is all Browns. Um, so I got to tip my cap to them because, as you mentioned, that defense is electric. Uh, for me, biggest loser, I don't want to do the Panthers again, but – 
Maybe it's still slightly Panthers because Colts fans for losing to Anthony Richardson. Richardson looked really good to start this year. He was starting to really come into his own. Now, they thought he was going to be out four weeks. Then it was six weeks, up to eight. Now, it looks like he is likely to miss the rest of the season, undergoing season-ending surgery. Obviously, they're going to uh, give us more details as the day, the week progresses on, but not looking good. It's more of a safety precaution than anything else, right? The Colts aren't going anywhere. You know, the Colts aren't going anywhere. Might as well let your franchise, your franchise-altering quarterback, get right, get healthy, and get ready for next season. So I understand where they're coming from. But if you're a Colts fan, it's kind of a bummer seeing what you saw with Richardson, and now you're sitting here going, well, season's kind of over. I I love Gardner. Look at the mustache. I love Gardner Minshew. He ain't Anthony Richardson. No, I no, uh, and I was high on Gardner Minshew heading into this past week, but that was a pretty bad performance against the Jaguars. So, um... I mean, he's, he, there are certainly worse options out there, quarterback than Gardner Minshew, but uh, at least if you're a fan of a bad team, but you have like a rookie quarterback, then it, it can be exciting to cheer for that guy. But now you don't have that for the rest of the year. So I agree. Uh, heartbreaking uh, loss in the injury department for Colts fans. Uh, my biggest loser is Chargers fans and maybe just the Chargers uh, as a whole, because they seem to play in the exact same game on a weekly basis. It seems like every single week it's neck and neck the whole way. They get down by a late score. Chargers have one final drive to either tie or win, and they either turn the ball over and downs or uh, Justin Herbert throws an interception. Uh, as I see him once again, I'm going to be battling the sun today because it's kind of cloudy and cl- kind of a clear sky. I'm going to fix my biggest, brightness. Sterling, give me your thoughts battle. on the Chargers. Dude, this is the biggest battle of 2023, the sun versus Ian. Uh, I will say Ian looks like he might be a dude who gets absolutely roasted in the sun too. Uh, Sorry as he steps away, I'm absolutely roasting Ian. But, you know, I think it's kind of fair. The sun versus Ian, biggest battle of 2023. The Chargers, you're completely right, man. They're so talented. You look at them every single year and go, there is so much talent on this roster. And they always find a way, in the words of Reggie Miller, to fourth quarter choke. It's what they do best. It's Chargers. Chargering. They have their own verb named after them. It's impressive. And I, I find myself sitting here saying Justin Herbert is a top five talent quarterback wise in the NFL. Seriously, Justin is probably a talent conversation. Talent only takes you so far. I don't want to hear the head coach excuse. I don't want to hear the excuse of Mike Williams got hurt. That is still a very talented team. At some point, I get, I hate QB wins being a stat. I understand that. You do have to win. You have to stop being the dude that has a great three and a half quarters and then turns the ball over when the game's on the line. Come on now. Yeah, but like, like this is the same Chargers team that it was when Philip Rivers was there. I feel like my entire life, my 20 years as a football fan, I feel like it's the same Chargers game I've seen a million times. They get the ball with one more drive with a chance to tie or win the game, and they just don't get it. So I don't know if it's a quarterback thing because it was the same thing when Philip Rivers is there. I don't know. I think the franchise just might be cursed. I think I, they just might just might just need to fold because the Chargers might just be cursed. They're cursed to lose on the last drive every game of their existence. I've said before. They've changed head coaches. They've changed quarterbacks. They've changed cities. Yeah. Still the same team. Just fold the franchise at this point. <laughs> um, as the sun goes behind a cloud, so now it's dark in here. Also, my cat was howling at my door. I don't know if the microphone is getting uh, picked up. So I'm battling the elements today. Yeah, you're, you're a real trooper out there. Um, injury updates. Uh, a lot of injuries. One of the worst weeks for injuries, in my opinion, that I remember. Um, not only did we have a scary injury with Damian Harrison of the Patriots getting carted off in the ambulance, but also 
starting quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Anthony Richardson, you talked about Justin Fields, Jimmy Garoppolo. And then you got the 49ers, arguably their three best players uh, hurt. Now we'll see how long they're going to be out for, but Trent Williams, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, uh, all didn't finish the game, all listed questionable, uh, as questionable. Uh, any other injuries I'm missing? No, I mean, it's been a brutal year for injuries to top-end players. Yep. Um, I hate seeing injuries happen. It just it just sucks. Uh, I always feel for the player. I know people always think of their fantasy team. They think of some of the implications of their own team. But a lot of the times I think of the player themselves, right? Um, that's a long road to recovery, a lot of these injuries. like. Imagine being away from your job for a year. You train your entire time, the off season, to get to this point, and then you get you get hurt, and your season's done. You're done for. Um, you're a year older. That's a year you're not making an impact in the NFL. Um, I always feel really bad for the players, as Ian is absolutely looking like he's in a '90s, um, like a grunge band right now. He's totally listened to Fell on uh, Black Days by Soundgarden right now. Uh, it's really impressive, Ian. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out where the sun is because I'm yeah. sure if I go and turn my brightness back up, then the sun's going to come out and, it's, and then you're going to barely be able to see me. So You, you, you look like uh, you're about to tell your mom it's not a phase. Like you're, you're, you're about to tell your mom it's not a phase as you listen to uh, like Mayday Parade. Uh, I did go through an emo phase in grade uh, seven. Oh, we all um, did. We all yeah. did, Ian. Come on now. Uh, I wore I wore eyeliner to school, though. I, I took it. I took it wow. pretty hardcore. Yeah. If you think I didn't have a mullet, oh yeah, you're out of your mind. I can picture that. Yeah. All right. I I think I am gonna try to turn my brightness back up. But uh, the next topic here, and I'll let you. Sterling, <laughs> no, I'll this let is you perfect for Justin it. Herbert. Really quickly, this is per- the lights are too bright, so Ian had to turn it down because it's when the moments metaphor. are too bright, what happens? Yeah. Ian, uh, Ian is Justin Herbert. That's what we just figured out on this show. Sun just came back out. Perfect timing. We're good. All right. Uh, are, are you sick of the 1972 Dolphins? Because I am. Every time the undefeated season goes to pass, the first thing anyone says is, well, the 72 Dolphins can pop the champagne. This is a 50-year joke now. I'm over it. Yeah, me too. Um, I, part of me kind of wishes the Patriots beat the Giants in 2007. Now, also, most of me doesn't wish that because I hate the Patriots and, you know, they've had an, a, enough success. At least kind of one thing that you have over them is 18 to 1 that they blew in the Super Bowl with an undefeated record. But also, I want someone to go undefeated because I, I'm sick of hearing about the 1972 Dolphins, one of the more overrated teams of all time. Weren't they only like 14 and 0? Like back then, yeah. wasn't a game like the regular season, like 12 games and they won two playoff games or something? Like, yeah, it's it wasn't even that impressive. I mean, it's still impressive, but it's one of those situations where it's like, you're right. How many teams have won 15? I mean, the Patriots did it. They they won 18 games. They right. were 18 and 0. That, that, that to me almost means more, but you know, doesn't matter. We're not going to SEC rules where it just means more. You got to finish it off. The Patriots didn't finish it off, but I'm with you, man. It's just. It's an overdone trope, and I'm so tired of it. Congratulations to the 72 Dolphins, but I'm over it. Um, will we see another undefeated season, though? Do you think we'll actually see a team go undefeated in the the current way the NFL is set up? It Adding in an extra game certainly made it more difficult, that's for sure. Um, I don't – I'm going to say yes eventually – 
I mean, the Patriots did. I mean, the Patriots would have had to play one more regular season game, but I mean, they got right there. Um, but there's just so much variance in the NFL. I mean, we saw with the 49ers. I think the 49ers had a somewhat decent shot to do it this year, and but just games happen where just things don't go your way. You have a couple uh, players go down, get hurt during the game. You have a couple bad call by the calls by the referees. Your quarterback um, has a bit of an off game, and then all of a sudden you lose to the Cleveland Browns with PJ Walker as a quarterback. So. <laughs> I'll say yes eventually. Um, yeah, I'll say yes. Sometime within the next 50 years, I would say yes. I will say no. I, I, I don't see it happening. There's too much parity in the NFL today. There's just so much parity. The 17th game, 100%, I'm with you. But just in general, like we thought Arizona was, was tanking clearly. Now, Arizona's not a good team. But they're not this train wreck that we all thought they were going to be. As much as we rip on Carolina and they are horrendous. You're telling me if they had one good game and a team had a bad game, they couldn't find a way to win a game? Like, there's just yeah. too much parity in the NFL today. We're not talking Alabama versus an FCS program, okay? These are all dudes who made it to the NFL, and they made it here for a reason. Not only that, the end of the season, if a team is, um, I don't know if they would, let's say they're 15-0, and 0, they're already going to have that first seed locked up. The buy is going to be locked up. Do they arrest a guy? Do they pull their starters at half? You know, how much do you value trying to get an undefeated season versus, you know, let's make sure we actually are healthy for the Super Bowl for the playoff run. I just don't see it happening in today's NFL landscape. As much as I would like to see it happen, I have a very, very difficult time believing it will. In the next 50 years, you don't see it at all? And I'm a Chiefs fan. (laughs) I mean, I I just, I know the NFL, how, how it's gone so far we all were laughing saying there's no chance the Niners lose to a backup quarterback. And they did. There's no chance the Eagles lose to the Jets. Right. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, Do you think there's more parity in the NFL this year specifically compared to the average season? I think because if you look at the standings right now, like there are a lot of three and three teams. Uh, And there's a couple of like only a small handful of teams with one loss. Dolphins, one loss, Chiefs. So that's two in the AFC. Uh, and then, th- so there are only five teams with one loss through six weeks, which is pretty crazy. I think we've been trending this way for a while now. Mm. Just the way the current NFL landscape is set up. Um, I, I do think you're going to say more than an average season, sure, but I do think it's been a slow climb to having more and more parity. It, it just feels like every team. Either you have a great quarterback or you have a really good defense. Every team has something. You know, Arizona doesn't really have much. And Carolina doesn't really have much. But they still haven't been this absolute dumpster fire. Um, it just feels like, yeah, the teams are so much closer together. It's any given Sunday. Uh, you right. really have no idea. And you mentioned, you, you were talking before the show about the survivor pool and stuff, right? We're, we're laughing about that. It's almost impossible to pick games. Like, I am shocked I've gone this far because how many heavy hitters have fallen already in, in, in games where they were supposed to be double-digit favorites? Right. It's nuts. Yeah, the survivor pool I do always uh, uh, every year is run by Joe Ostrowski, and I'm going to bring up the stats now. I'm already eliminated three entries, gone in the first three weeks. Um, but it started with, I believe it was 1,700 people. It's down to 431. And this is not spread-related. This is just picking a team to win, which you think, in theory, should be easy. 
Um, but it's not. Uh, I think like yeah, only like a quarter of the of the entries left in that. We're only six weeks into the season, so. Um, and also with all the good teams, though, like I can I can pick out a flaw with all of the good teams. The Eagles secondary hasn't been great this year. Um, the Chiefs offense, especially their wideouts, haven't been clicking yet this year. Like every single good team that's like leading their division, the Dolphins defense has not been good. Yeah. Um, you can pick out a flaw with every single good team in the NFL this season, even the division leaders. Yeah, I think it's a really good point uh 49ers are still super bowl favorites um but i ha- have been hearing some people call the lions the best team in the nfc i think that's unbelievable recency bias just because they were the only top nfc team that didn't lose this past week um how would you rank the teams in the nfc do you still think it's the 49ers number one yeah to me it's 49ers eagles lions i'm not gonna go off of one week and just say all right this week it's gotta be the lions like let's Take a step back and look at the full totality of the season so far. Don't get me wrong. I, I've been praising the Lions and especially the Lions fans. But if you were going to give me a, uh, as the lights come back on for Ian, uh, <laughs> if you were going to give me a, uh, you know, a neutral field, who you taking? I'm taking the 49ers. I don't yeah. think it's necessarily that close. I actually think the uh, Lions and Eagles for the two spots getting a little closer. The Eagles have been a little bit of a disappointment. I know they're five and one, but their offense has not looked the same. Jalen Hurts has not looked the same. And you mentioned the, the, the secondary. Love Darius Slay, but they have lost some pieces. Their defensive line is still electric, but um, – but yeah, I, I think there's a, a better case the Lions are two at this point. But the Niners, to me, are still are still one. I'm not going to let one game ruin the totality of the season so far. I'm still going to say 49ers one, Eagles number two, Lions number three. Uh, the Lions have won four games straight, but also they haven't exactly played true contenders um, over that four game stretch. They played the Falcons, the Packers, oh, what the was that? Panthers, and the Buccaneers. What was that? Uh, I- <laughs> The Falcons, who are of the four teams, clearly the best, but still not not a true NFC contender. I admit that. They're a playoff team, not a contender. Huh, that's um, weird because I have a bet with you that says Falcons to win a playoff game. That that to right. me would would lend me to believe that you thought they were a contender. I think contender to qualify for contender, you expect them to win two playoff games. Mm, okay. I just wanted to make sure you had that cutoff in there, that nuance, if you will, because yeah, Desmond Ritter's been uh um Desmond Ritter. We got. We got what is that handshake going on over here? What? What? what, what you look listen, flustered, Ian. Falcons fans are calling for Desmond Ritter's head, and they want Arthur Smith fired. We all got to relax about the Falcons. <laughs> we're going to have up ups and downs. We're a young team. We're we looked at this year as if we made the playoffs. It's a win. We're three and three. We're right there. We're right in the mix. And I'm seeing all over the internet that we got to cut Desmond Ritter. That Arthur Smith's a bum. Got to relax. The whole Falcons fan base, they're running around like the building's on fire. we got to relax. Um, let's uh, move on here. The, this is going to be the guess the favorites to win each award portion of the show, where uh, since we are now six weeks into the season, I think it's probably a good time to do this. I'm going to list off the major awards one by one, Sterling, and I'm going to get you to guess who the betting favorite is to win those awards. Let's do it. Do you think you can get them all right? No, but I'm going to do my absolute best. All right, let's start with uh, the biggest one. Who do you think is the favorite to win MVP? Man, um, I think Tua Tagovailoa is obviously thrown in there. I think Tyree Kill, because Tyree Kill has been unreal. I know it's not a wide receiver award. Obviously, it's a quarterback award pretty much, but Tyree has been absolutely special. 
Um, I feel like just with the Miami numbers, looking at the five and one teams right now, uh, McCaffrey's been great for the Niners, but it's not going to be a running back. We know this. Mahomes has been a little um, lackluster for Mahomesian standards. Uh, I'm going to go Tua. I'm going to say Tua is the front runner. That is correct. One for one. Uh, now, there was at least at one sports book, Patrick Mahomes did take over as a slight favorite on Monday morning, but then uh, enough bets came in on Tua that Tua took over. Uh, and in most other places, Tua was the favorite. Um, all weekend, even on Monday morning. So right now, Tua Tagovailoa is the betting favorite at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you want to bet on it, sign up for the code SDB. Plus 350, Tua right now is his odds. We've got Patrick Mahomes, plus 450 in second. Then a little bit of a gap, and then we got Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Brock Purdy, number five mm-hmm. on the list. Um, a couple names that you mentioned I'm surprised are as far down the list um, as they are. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, 24 to 1. Well, you're not getting a running back, but I do think Tyree Kill, if he does something, what he's on pace to do, I think you're sitting here going, you might have to at least consider Tyree Kill. And with those odds, throwing a five spot down isn't the worst way to spend five bucks. Tyree Kill, 75 to 1. Yeah, I might throw five down. I mean, seriously, Ian, I I just spent $5 on way dumber stuff than that. And $5 would win you $375. That seems like a, a smart move. An astute investment of my money. And if you want to do uh, sign up at DraftKings Sportsbook using the code STB, you place a $5 bet on Tyree Kill to win MVP, boom, you get $200 in bonus bets plus uh, free parlays or sweat-free parlays. Um, All right, so there you go. You're one for one so far. Who do you think is the betting favorite right now to win Offensive Rookie of the Year? Oh, wow. Um, Oh, CJ Stroud. Got to be CJ Stroud. Um, CJ Stroud is now the odds on favorite. He is, I'm just bringing it up now, but I believe minus 125 to win. Um, Bijan, too, probably. Uh, no, Bijan, I think, is down at three. Uh, sorry, I was looking at the wrong odds there. Uh, CJ Stroud minus 135. Puka Nakua, number two, mm. at plus 480. Uh, Bijan Robinson, third at plus 650 and then you have a pretty uh large drop off and then uh and then you have jordan addison zay flowers davon a chain uh surprisingly Uh, no bryce young that's not ideal for carolina fans bryce young all the way down at the same price as tyreek hill to win mvp 75 to 1 yeah not good yeah puka nakua though huge hat tip to you i said last week on the show i said puka nakua would be my favorite to win offensive rookie of the year as far as if i were voting but i don't get a vote and as we've mentioned quarterbacks always seem to get the nod and i will say cj Stroud has been damn impressive yes um his uh streak without an interception finally came to an end against the saints but still very impressive nonetheless and at the end of the day he still won the game and the Texans, all of a sudden, sneaky could be a wild card team in the AFC. I think the number seven spot in the AFC is going to be up for grabs. And Texans look decent. They can yeah, do it. They really do. Uh, next one's going to be a little bit of a trickier one. Yeah. Uh, you are two for two. Let's see if you can stay three for three. Uh, defensive rookie of the year. Who is yeah, the this was tough for me because I, I thought originally it was going to be Christian Gonzalez. But after his injury, obviously, he's he's kind of fallen off. Yeah. Um, the rookie cornerback, uh, is it Witherspoon for um, Seattle, has been, been really solid. Um, Will Anderson has been good. Um, he's been good. I'm trying to think. Um, those are, I'd probably say Witherspoon for Seattle, especially since he had a defensive touchdown 
right? If I'm not mistaken, a pick six. I think that's gonna gonna help. And so I'm gonna go with Witherspoon here. Witherspoon's number two. There's oh, a big, there's a big name that you that you didn't mention there. You you got basically everyone else in the top five. I did. Okay. Um, NFC. I'm probably being a buffoon right now, aren't I? It's got to be defensive line. lineman, right? It's got to be an edge, and I'm just uh, being extremely silly. Um, probably a top five pick that I'm just completely butchering on. He fell out of the top five. Oh, Jalen Carter for the Jaylen Eagles. Jalen Carter. Yeah. Jalen Carter, minus 140. Devin Witherspoon, plus 300. Will Anderson, 11 to 1. And what probably might be the biggest mover guy who has uh, improved his odds from where they were before the season the safety for the Detroit Lions, Brian Branch, mm. uh, fourth on the list, uh, fifteen to one. Yeah, he's been really solid for Detroit. I forgot about Jalen Carter, man. I, I just—they have so many defensive pieces. I, I remember the name, obviously, and you're, I, he's been good this year. But when yeah. you have so many pieces, I'm like, no, it won't be him. Yeah, good for good for him. A lot of candidates for this next one. Um, so I'll be impressed if you get this one right because there is like five guys that could be the right answer. Um, I think, or at least four guys looking at the list right now um, that I think are all good guesses, but coach of the year, who do you think is the favorite right now to win coach of the year? Oh, really good question. Uh, I, I think Shanahan for 49ers should obviously get the nod for me. I think he's perpetually, I mean, perpetually underrated. Um, Dan Campbell having the lions five and one, I think has to be, uh, be there. So I'm going to go Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell's correct. Man, I'm, I'm on one on a heater. I think I would – so Dan Campbell plus 270, just a slight favorite over Mike McDaniel plus 300, who I mean yeah, he Mike's is – Yeah, Mike's great too. He is coaching like a historic offense. So, yeah. I mean, if the Dolphins offense can keep up this pace of production, I think it has to go to Mike McDaniel. Uh, and then you got D'Amico Ryans coming in 9-1. to He'd be the candidate of – like if the Texans make the playoffs, he'd be an obvious candidate because it more often than not goes to the coach – of the most surprising team in the NFL. And if the Texans can make the playoffs, it would be that. But, but wouldn't to an extent, I, I think Detroit being five and one is pretty surprising. Like I think they're good, but this is still a little better and they've looked better than I expected. Miami. I'm with you with, with my videos. He's been incredible, but we all thought they were going to be good. Like we had no question that Miami was going to be good. And I think it's a little unfair because if the coach of the year, in my opinion, to an extent should be all right. Like Andy should have five. Bill Belichick should have about nine. Like, what more are they supposed to do? They have to literally go undefeated to have a chance at having a, a, a shot at coach of the year. At some point, I do think it gets a little silly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I, I mean, there was a lot of offseason hype around the Lions. So, I mean, some people thought they're going to be this good. And their schedule hasn't been super difficult to start the year. But um, also, you got to love Dan Campbell. Yeah, the Chiefs are only lost in Arrowhead. I mean, I, I and they didn't play great. The Lions, I will yeah. say this, the Lions left a lot of points on the board that game. Yeah. Uh, comeback player of the year. Well, it's going to be probably Demar Hamlin, but so it is still Demar Hamlin the favorite. But he was like a massive, like minus one thousand favorite at the start of the year. He's down to minus one seventy. So the odds have gotten a lot closer for Demar Hamlin. Um, yeah. Obviously, hurts that uh, he hasn't played a whole lot. I think he's only dressed for one game. I think. Um, so that makes it a little bit difficult. Um, Tua Tagovailoa, second on the list, plus 430. Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford, fourth or third and fourth on the list. Yeah, Tua, if he continues to do this, I, I don't know how. You know, if Tua wins MVP, how is that not also comeback player of the year? Right. That, that, that would be pretty crazy to me. I mean, like if DeMar Hamlin starts a game and like balls gets out, gets a big turnover, yeah. like balls out, or gets like a pick six or something, then then I think he becomes a lock again. But I think. 
just the fact he's just not playing like he's yeah. he, he hasn't dressed most games is kind of hurting his odds there yeah uh and then finally the last one um defensive player of the year this one's tough man this one's tough because there are there's three players who all have odds very close to each other I, I really want to say Miles Garrett because the Browns defense has been that good, right? He's the anchor on what has been maybe the best defense in the NFL. Um, TJ Watt feels like his name is thrown in all the time with the Steelers. Like it just feels like he's constantly making plays. This is typically becoming more and more, I mean, and I may be wrong here, but it always feels like edge guys, defensive linemen for the most part, because they have the gaudy sack numbers. Right. Um, I'm going to go Miles Garrett because the Browns defense has been so good. It is Micah Parsons. Still? Still. The odds are very close. He's two to one. TJ Watts three to one. Miles Garrett plus three fifty. So yeah. So yeah. all all very close. And then a pretty big drop off. And then you have Aiden Hutchinson, Fred Warner, Nick Bosa. Yeah, Fred Warner's been really good. If 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 a linebacker gets it, if if yeah. if Fred Warner gets it, he he has been such a game changer. He's just so incredible. I'm surprised Max Crosby is not a little bit further up the list. Still at 40 to 1. Perpetually underrated, man. I love yeah. watching Max Crosby play. Uh, so there you go. Um, I went about four for five. I helped you a little bit with defensive rookie of the year, so but I'll still give you that. Four for five. Pretty good. I did pretty good. I got a couple seconds. I mean, I, I'm pretty yeah. proud of myself. Yeah. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. All right, my favorite topic to always talk about. Um, I do an article every week. I usually write it, I believe, Wednesday, where I list the top five biggest frauds in the NFL, the most fraudulent teams uh, in the league. Um, so I wanted to get your take on it as well, Sterling. Who do you think is the most fraudulent team in the NFL? Cowboys. I'm going with what you said last week. I think it was last yeah. week. They're four and two, but they... They don't look like a four and two team to me. You know, they hammer the Giants. They hammer the Patriots and they hammer the Jets. And that makes them look like they've had a solid season. They had a good win against the Chargers last night, I'll give you, but they didn't look good. It wasn't like they were out here dominating. The Chargers kind of handed the game to them. Um, got bleeped on by the Cardinals and then just got rocked by the uh, 49ers. I, I don't think they're that good of a team. I, I just don't. Um, Tony Pollard has not been as impressive as we all thought he was going to be. Maybe the larger uh, role is actually taking a little negative effect on on him. CeeDee Lamb has been good, yet I think at times unspectacular. Um, the defense has, yes, had some injuries. Obviously, Trayvon Diggs and um, one of their linebackers, who, uh, Van Der Esch. But it comes down to Dak and Mike McCarthy. They're just guys. They're just fine. Um, I've always had a little softer spot, I think, or maybe a little more admiration for Mike McCarthy than the rest of people. I just don't think he's a great head coach, but I think he's fine. But fine's not going to be good enough. Fine head coach and a fine quarterback is not good enough. They're in a tough spot of, do you try and just blow this thing up and rebuild? Or do you keep trying with fine and hopefully you get lucky? But they're four and two. I think they're frauds to me, man. 
Yeah, they were the top team on my list heading into last week. I dropped them down because they lost to the 49ers uh, in terrible fashion. So I thought that kind of showed people their true colors. But now after they beat the Chargers, people are now back to being high on the Cowboys. So this week's edition, I think they're going to be number two on the list. But still, the number one team on my list for this week for the biggest fraud in the NFL is the Jacksonville Jaguars. A team who I was very high on heading into this year, a team who I thought could have won the AFC. Um, yes, they've won three straight games, but they were outgained by their opponents in all three of those games in terms of yards per play. Uh, they are now sitting in 26th in the NFL in net yards per play, one spot worse than the Chicago Bears. Um they have not looked impressive in any of their wins whatsoever. Their defense has been solid, but their offense has not been good. Uh, I think they're very lucky to have the record that they have. Um, if the Colts didn't turn the ball over four times this past week, I thought they would have lost that game. I thought they actually largely got outside of the turnovers, largely got outplayed in that game. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are the biggest frauds in the NFL. The one pushback I'll give you, they still have beaten some some decent teams in this three-game win streak. I mean, I, Colts, fine, no, but Buffalo is a really good team. That's their only lot. No, they've lost two games, right? Buffalo's lost two. Um, they beat Buffalo, and then they beat your Falcons. Now, again, I'm not saying the Falcons are a good team. You know my thoughts there. But they they, they still won fairly handily, 23-7. to They've not looked great. I get it. But at this point of the season, a lot of teams have won and not looked great. The Chiefs haven't looked great, and they're five and one. At some point, you're just stacking wins. I, I wouldn't call them frauds. I don't think just yet. But they're winning these games because of of being on the right side of turnovers. A game against the Falcons, they were out gained five yards per play to four point seven yards per play. Falcons had three turnovers, one of them being a pick six. Can I can the I build- say that? But 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 the yards per play, and while I agree with you a lot to an extent on on, on the impact it can have, when you have a, a a positive turnover margin, a lot of times the other team will have more yards per play because once you get up, you're trying to run the ball out. The other team is forced to throw. So I do think there can be. I'm not saying stats are wrong. The stats are, are what they are. They're, they're the statistics. But I do right. think there can be a little nuance in how they are uh, perceived, and that's the one pushback I'll give. I do agree. My pushback to your pushback is that the specifically the I don't have too much of an argument for the game against the Bills because I think they did deserve to win that game. But they had a plus three turnover margin both against the Falcons and the Colts this past week. And I firmly believe that turnovers are more of a result of the offense making a mistake than it is the defense forcing that turnover and, and making a good play on defense for the most part. And can I give pushback to your pushback on the pushback? Yes. They, they had the three the three turnover differential what they win by. Three scores. Two, technically two to the Falcons because it was 16 points. I knew you were going to say something. But let's be real. That's three scores. Come on. So they did what they were supposed to do. All right. I'm sticking to my guns. I still think the Jaguars stink. <laughs> um, and we are going to talk about the Jaguars game here in a little bit. But uh, last uh, topic here, and then we're going to dive into week seven. Uh, how many receiving yards is Tyreek Hill going to finish the season? The record is just under 2,000 Calvin Johnson. Um, he is on pace for 2,300, which that was one, one of my biggest concerns when the NFL – um, extended the regular season by a game is that records are going to get broken that don't necessarily deserve to get broken. But if Tyreek Hill remains this pace, he would have smashed the record even with just 17 or sorry, 16 regular season games. So yeah. I hope he gets to 2,300. I'm 100% with you with the record situation. But don't you have the same argument for when it was 14 games and now it's 16? 
I mean, records were meant to be broken. It's so difficult. It's why I think baseball won't won't ever go away from 162 because baseball is the most record-oriented sport, right. right? Like they had 154 at one point, then they went to 162, and then now everyone's like, all right, well, that eight game. The NFL is what it is. Records are very important in the NFL, but to me, it's not as impactful as baseball, right? Baseball, you look at dudes' careers. Records are what you're 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 um you're going for, really. Football, it's, it seems to be more ring oriented than anything else. Uh, I will say Tyreek Hill has 814 yards in six games. He is averaging 19.4 yards a reception. That's unbelievable, dude. That's so crazy. That is nuts. It's is asinine. Great, is he the greatest playmaker of all time? He might be the greatest playmaker of all time. Like, you play Madden, you are not getting that against rookie. Like, you play Madden, play rookie mode, I still don't think I'm getting 20 yards a reception with a dude over six games. Like, this is unheard of. I think he gets well over 2,000. I know we kind of joked about it, and I said, you know, he might actually get close because he brought it up before the season started. And I was like, he might get close, but there's too many mouths to feed on, on, on in Miami. Well, Waddle got hurt for a game or two. You know, uh, Devon A. Chan's going to be out. And Tyreek Hill's the the one guy doesn't matter. He gets open. You can yeah. double him. Doesn't matter. He will get open. I think he goes over 2K. I'm going to say 2100. I think he gets 2100. He can't um, it's 19.4 yards of reception, though, can't he? I mean, that, that's just. That's unbelievable. That's crazy. Um, all right, let's dive into week seven. Um, Small slate, only 13 games, six teams on bye week, uh, and a lot of bad games, but there are some very, very, very good games. Uh, interesting one on Thursday night, Jaguars against the Saints. Uh, Trevor Lawrence questionable. He may or may not play. We do not know yet. Um, Saints still very much alive in the NFC South, even though they're 3-3. Three and three. No team has more than three wins in the NFC South, which is funny because after two weeks, uh, three teams were 2-0 and oh in the NFC South, and people were like, oh, maybe the NFC South is actually a half-decent division. And now they're like three and two, three and three, three and three. And then the Panthers who haven't won a game. Uh, so the NFC South is what we thought it was. But Jaguars, Saints, Saints are now three point favorites. They were one point favorites when it came out. Trevor Lawrence was questionable. That line jumped up two points to minus three. Who do you, who, what are your thoughts in this game? And if you were to bet on it, who, what way would you lean? You know, I'd take the bold choice right now, and I, I don't know. Maybe it's not bold. I'd take the points. Give them the three with the, with the, with the Jags. I know you're not a fan of that. Um, I've not been impressed at all with the Saints. Saints yeah. defense still has some dudes on it, but Derek Carr has either been injured or he's been atrocious. Um, Alvin Kamara's back, which is yeah. nice. Chris Olave and Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas has been solid, unspectacular, but solid. Uh, typically goes for, what, five catches, 50 yards almost every single game. But they're just not effective. Like, I like Alvin Kamara, but he's not really been effective on the ground. He's running for like 3.7 yards a carry. He gets like six or seven receptions a game for like 30 yards. They're just ineffective. They don't push the ball down the field. Um, I like the Jags, especially with the points. I like the Saints. I mean, I talked with the Jaguars. I think they're, I don't think you can lose the yards per play battle on a weekly basis and continue to win games. I think that's going to come back to haunt you at some point. Uh, and I, I just can't, I mean, the Saint, you're right. The Saints offense has not been good whatsoever, but you look at them on paper, they should be. So I keep waiting for them to have like a breakout game. And I still think it's going to happen. Their biggest issue has been in the red zone. They can't score touchdowns in the red zone, which kills teams. Uh, 28th in red zone scoring percentage 
touchdown on only 36.8% of red zone trips. They got to find a way to get in the end zone once they get to the red zone. And if they do, I think their offense wakes up a little bit. I think it can happen this week. Uh, I like the Saints. I'm going to, I'm going to, I, when I point out a fraudulent team, I get arrogant with it and I will bet on that team every week for the rest of the season if I have to. Mm. Well, if we look at her betting records, you're better than me. So I'm not a fan of this one. <laughs> uh, we are on opposite sides. Uh, Lions, Ravens, intriguing battle. Some might say a potential Super Bowl matchup. Is that too bold to say? That's might too be bold a little to bold say. To say. Yeah, that's pretty bold, but it's not out of the question now. Um, True measuring stick for the Lions, though, because they're going to be their toughest test since playing the Chiefs in Kansas City on opening night. Yeah. Um, I just want to watch this game. I don't want to bet on it. There's some games I don't want to bet on because. I love watching the Ravens play football now with with Todd Munkin as the OC. Uh, they're way more enjoyable to watch. Uh, the Lions, I just I'm a fan of. Obviously, they don't play the Chiefs again unless they meet in the Super Bowl. The Lions are just again a very enjoyable team to watch. Very easy to root for. I want to sit back on my couch, crack open a cold one, and watch this game. You know, if I bet, maybe I just bet some over numbers in this one so I can so I can root for a Monroe St. Brown and maybe some Zay Flowers action. Um, but man, this is just gonna be a great game. This is one of my favorite games on the slate. Um, this game is my best spread bet of the week, so I'll save my thoughts until we get to our uh, best bets of the week. Um, Falcons, Bucks. Uh, you might argue with maybe this isn't a top five game of the week, but I think it is because the winner of this game does get sole possession of first place in the NFC South. If the Buccaneers win, they'll be four and two. If the Falcons win, they'll be four and three, and the Bucks would be three and three um bucks two and a half point home favorites i'm gonna guess that you like the buccaneers in this one because you hate the falcons and think they're the worst team in the league uh, i don't think they're the worst team in the league but i do like the bucks in this one and, and they have the two and a half they win with a field goal they win yeah. with a field goal not a push not a three and right. a half no hook it's two and a half i right i i am a fan of of the bucks in this one so i would i would ride with the buccaneers my prediction about the Buccaneers last week came true, and it's that they don't have a run game. So if if they don't have a run game, you got to win on the shoulders of Baker Mayfield, and ba- Baker Mayfield's not a guy who can win on a weekly basis without a run game to complement. Uh, and we saw that against the Lions, um, and I think we see that again this week against the Falcons. And I truly believe the Falcons have the weapons to get it done. They're right there. Um, uh-huh. Their last two losses, they've won the yardage game but they just turn the ball over. If they can stop with the turnovers, they're a dangerous team. And their defense has been very good. They've gotten Kyle Pitts a little bit more involved as well over the and past Drake couple London. of weeks. And he's in yeah. Drake London. They have, I will give you that. I just don't believe in Desmond Ritter at all. Uh, I was going to ask you, what are your thoughts on the Buccaneer or on the um, Falcons run defense? Because Rashad, Rashad White right now is still the guy. Uh, you have Vaughn waiting in the wings, but Vaughn was – Less spectacular than than he, than even White was, right? He was even worse, more, less efficient than um, uh, White was last week. How are the Falcons in regards to facing against running backs? There are 12 in the NFL in opponent yards per carry. They're giving up just 3.7 yards per rush. Um, but if you look at rush EPA allowed, they're one of the best run defenses in the NFL. Actually, I think they might be ranked first in the NFL and opponent rush EPA per play. So a very, very good run defense. So the Buccaneers haven't been able to run the ball all season, then they're not going to be able to run the ball in this game. And that's fine. It's going to be a lot of swing passes to uh, Rashad White, which I need because he's my flex for fantasy football because I have a lot of dudes on by. There you go. It is, <laughs> it is a tough week for fantasy football because six teams on by this week. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, some leagues are going to have to dig deep. 
Uh, Chargers and your Chiefs. Uh, oh, I think I put in the wrong spread in the yeah. outline here. It is five and a half. The Chiefs are five and a half or six point favorites, depending on where you look. Home game for the Chiefs hosting the Chargers, who are coming off uh, a heartbreaking loss on Monday night. Uh, yeah. How do you feel about your Chiefs? Uh, all in. Wow. You think they win big? No. i know the kansas city chiefs um they play the chargers so close justin herbert never looks like a great quarterback until he plays great teams until he plays the kansas city chiefs and all of a sudden they go hey you know what i forgot brandon staley sitting there you know what i forgot we have one of the few aliens in the nfl who's actually a game changer at quarterback let's unleash him and let him throw the ball deep now the difference is this is the best Chiefs defense and especially best Chiefs secondary Justin Herbert will have faced. Um, I like the Chiefs to win this game, but five and a half points, I don't know if I'm going to touch that one. That, to me, is a little bit scary. Now, if it was the plus three, how you originally put in here, I was all for it, okay? I, I was all for the plus three. Five and a half? Uh, probably not going to touch it. Does it concern you that the Chiefs have allowed some bad teams to hang around? Only beat the Vikings by seven, only beat the Jets by three, um, beat the Jaguars by eight. The game against the Broncos, they ended up covering at the end with the late yeah. field goal, but that was a close game from start to finish. Yeah, the offense has not been great. Okay, so I'm not going to get twisted. The The offense, is, I mean, 40, was that 43 and a half? Is that what it actually is with the Chiefs game? 48 and a half, 48 and a half. Um, yeah, I put in the wrong number. Yeah, you're, you're good. No, I don't know what I was thinking. No, I, I, you you were thinking they're playing the Falcons or something. Yeah. Um, the Chiefs defense has been electric, man. They it's been legitimately good, but the offense has been a worry. Wide receivers have not been getting open, but I do expect to see a larger emergence of Rasheed Rice. He's been really solid. His snap count has been going up and up and up. Yep. If Mahomes and Rasheed continue this this um, connection they have. I do expect the Chiefs scoring to rise. I just don't think it happens quite this week. I would probably take the under more than anything else in this game. Interesting. Um, the best game of the week. Are you? I mean, you can make the argument the best game of the season so far, um, especially with how the Cowboys and the 49ers ended up being a blowout. To me, it's my most anticipated game of the season. The Dolphins against the Eagles. Yeah. Eagles two-point home favorites. Over under 52. Oh, sheesh. Any feel for uh, this, you could say, is a potential Super Bowl matchup. Yeah, this is the same thoughts I have for the uh, the Ravens-Lions game. I want to sit back and just, I'll do player bets on this one, but I don't have a feel at all, which as you see my overall record, I don't think I have a feel for any game, apparently. Um, but I don't have a feel for this one, man. The, the Ravens, I mean not the Ravens, the, um, the Dolphins offense is electric. Right. The Eagles secondary has been getting beat. But also, the Eagles' defensive line is incredible. Tua Tagovailoa has been learning how to fall. How much is he going to get in his own head? As far as you know, I'm not. Tr- I'm trying to protect myself. This is a very intriguing matchup. I I, I have zero feel for this game at all. Yeah, uh, two very similar teams. Where uh, even though the Eagles' offense has kind of not been great, still it's been better than their defense overall. And obviously, the the Miami offense significantly better than their defense. Their defense has been below average at best. So I think we might be in for a high-scoring one. I think it's going to be a very fun game, which we haven't had a lot of good primetime games this year. Am I crazy or have a lot of primetime games been bad? Even the close games have been like kind of boring and like more of a defensive game. Like I want like a, I want like a shootout. 
I mean, seriously, last night, uh, the Chiefs game, 19-8 on Thursday night. Thursday night football, I think, is always an aberration. You never know because it's it's the short week. I, I always right. almost take the points because of that. Luckily, uh, uh, I was wrong again, so you should have faded me, and the Chiefs covered by half a point, obviously. Um, but, yeah, dude, there's been some bad, bad production on primetime games. Yeah, Justin Herbert, baby. Everyone turns into Herbert. Lights are too bright. Uh, let's get into our picks for week seven. Uh, we do have to say our records. I'm 11 and four. No big deal. Two and one last week. Uh, I was right on the Vikings to win and cover against the Bears. And I was right on the Patriots Raiders under. I was wrong on my upset. I've not been good at upsets this year, although I, I felt I deserve this win. The Seahawks over the Bengals. I thought the Seahawks completely outplayed the Bengals, but just could not score a touchdown when they got to the red zone. Sterling, 5-11 on the year, unfortunately. You did go 1-2, so you did get a win. I believe uh, you got a win on the total. Uh, you took the under in the Cardinals and the Rams, which was a winner. Um, but you did take Niners versus the Browns, uh, which <laughs> even had a, the five-point line before Deshaun Watson was ruled out. Um, upset of the week, which you've been generally pretty good on this year, um, but uh, you missed it on Patriots over Raiders, which the Patriots are a, a tough team to watch. Yeah, I that was my last time I ever trusted them to get right. Yeah. Uh let's week seven though. Let's let, let both of us let's get a little hot here. Best spread bet of the week. I see you have two listed. Are you going with two picks or are you just gonna pick Yeah, I'm going one? two, baby. I'm wow, I, I like I, it. Let's yeah, go. I'm a bold man. Tampa right. Bay two and a half versus Falcons. Give me Tampa Bay. I talked about it earlier. I wanna I wanna make sure I get that one in there as well. Not against okay. Nothing against you, Ian. I, I appreciate your oh. Falcon fandom, but uh, this is straight money, baby. Um, and then Browns minus two versus the Colts. Dude, I've been against the Browns all season long. It's time for me to give them some love because that defense is honestly really, really good. I've been going against them all season long, so I'm sure uh, this is the time where they actually let me down uh, since, since I'm back on the Browns train. But I think they, they cover the two points against the Colts. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I don't hate that pick. Um, just the Browns, as good as the Browns' defense has been, their offense has been terrible, which concerns me a bit for them to cover as favorites. But it's only two point spread. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I hate the the Buccaneers pick because the Falcons are going to win that game outright. Uh, my favorite spread bet for Week Seven: Ravens minus three against the Lions. Uh, I hinted earlier that one of my best bets was going to be on this game. I think it's a sell high spot on the Detroit Lions. Like I mentioned a couple times in the show, yeah, they've won four straight games, but not exactly against top tier competition. Uh, and the Ravens defense has been number two to the Browns. Uh, I think it's Browns clear number one defense, Ravens number two, specifically their secondary has been extremely good. I think Jared Goff, especially being on the road in Baltimore, has a tall order in front of him this week. Uh, and the Ravens haven't, the final scores have not matched up with how good they've been from an analytics standpoint. So I think those final scores are going to start to lean. The, they're going to have a couple big wins here coming up. And I think this might be one of them. So uh, I'm with you, the Ravens, man, they, they've, they've looked better than the score, which is a weird thing to say. You know, you are what you, what you put up. I get all that stuff, right. but the Ravens, they look like a, uh, a sleeping giant right now, getting ready to wake up. I'm with you. Yep. Yep. So that's my favorite spread bet. Uh, Ravens minus three. Let's talk totals. Uh, I'll go with mine first because it's very easy. It is the Dolphins and the Eagles. It is 52, the highest total of the week, one of the highest totals of the season. I don't care. Give me the over. Two good offenses, two defenses that have underperformed, especially the Dolphins defense, which has been, some would say, bad uh, at worst, below average at best. 
Uh, I think the Eagles offense is going to have a fantastic game. I think the Dolphins offense is going to do what the Dolphins offense does. I wouldn't be surprised if 70 points are scored in this game. I think it's going to be a high scoring one. I can't wait. I'm going to be so disappointed if this is a defensive. 13, <laughs> seven. I, I might cry. I might cry. Uh, it's two fun teams. I don't want to pick a side. I think anything could happen. Let's sit back and root for points on Sunday night football. Give me the over between the dolphins and the Eagles. Uh, I'm kind of rooting the same thing here. How I said, when I sit back and watch the Ravens lions, I understand the lions defense has been pretty good. I understand the Ravens defense has been really good. Give me the over 42. That still seems a little too low for me. You know, 24-20. I'm expecting a close game here, but the Lions offense has been uh, starting to pick it up. And again, as I mentioned earlier, the Ravens, I think, have been a sleeping giant. I'm expecting a a little higher scoring output from them. So I'm taking the over of the 42 in this one. I do not hate that whatsoever. Uh, Let's talk um, upset of the week. Uh, I would say that your strongest area outside of Survivor. Uh, Who is your upset pick of the week? Jags over Saints. Oh. Yeah, Thursday night football. Uh, Thursday night football has been weird all season long, short week. Um, I, I think the Jags moved to five and two. It's not like I'm, I'm sitting here saying the Jags are looking really, really good. But part of me is just I think the Saints are not as good as I thought they were. Uh, are you concerned Trevor Lawrence might not play? Yeah, I am concerned. But I still think that whatever his name is, is it is it – like Nugent or the um, Tygent, the guy filling in for uh, for for Trevor Lawrence. If that's the case, isn't it CJ Bethard? Bethard? You could isn't be, he their backup quarterback? You could be completely right, and I could be a complete idiot. I think it's so. Really possible. They have the Canadian Nathan Rourke, but he's on the practice squad now. They have enough weapons. Enough weapons. I think they can still find a way against a team in New Orleans who just can't score. They just can't score. They don't move the ball. If you scored 17 points, you're probably leaving there with a the victory. As much as I am on the Saints this week, that the offense obviously is a big concern. Um, and yeah, the Jaguars still have ETN. They still have talented wideout. Even if it's CJ Bethard throwing them the ball, they can in theory still score points. I'm obviously on the Saints in that game, but I wouldn't be shocked because I've bet on the Saints plenty of times this season and they've covered the spread once. Uh, my upset, I'm going against your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to take, take the Chargers to win outright. I think the Chiefs have been playing with fire a little bit in recent weeks. They're letting bad teams hang around. Uh, I think the Chargers offense can hang with the Chiefs offense a little bit. I think the Chiefs, Chiefs defense is good, but I don't think they're as good as they've looked so far. I think we're going to see a little regression from the Chiefs defense. Right. Uh, it's always close when these two teams play against each other. It's fake news. <laughs> wrong uh i'm gonna take the chargers two to one big upset i'm getting bold with my upset pick this week yeah i hate it i i hate everything about that I, you're wrong it's fake news um you're you're a liar um the chiefs will the chiefs even is elite okay uh, no the chiefs are they, is yes are they, they are elite and by the way i was thinking of the chicago backup quarterback bagant b-a-g-e-n-t oh, yes. that's what i was thinking of um I know. I was like, there's, there's a guy I'm thinking of right now. Who am I thinking of? And that was that guy. The Chiefs uh, have played some of the worst offenses in the league so far this year. And the Bears, the Jets, and the Broncos. And what do they do? They did what they were supposed I mean, to do. They let the Jets score 20 points. Zach Wilson turned into prime Joe Montana that game. It was absurd for a half. All right. We'll see. 
it is a it is a bold call. All right, let's finish up with Survivor. Sterling, you are still alive. Uh, and as I talked about last week, uh, the further along uh, you get in Survivor, the better your prize will be for me. Um, I was eliminated in week three when I picked the Cowboys and I lost to the Cardinals. Uh, and so far, so the teams you cannot select, you cannot select the Commanders, the Bills, the Dolphins, the 49ers, the Lions, or the Rams. Rams are your pick last week. They took mm-hmm. care of business against the Cardinals. Who are you going with this week? Oh, shoot. I was going to pick Commanders yet again. Nah, <laughs> I'm just playing with you. I'm going with the uh, Seattle Seahawks against the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals are starting to trend down again. You know, they had their fun little story at the beginning of the season. They're playing really competitive. I agree. They're starting to look like who we thought they were. Uh, Seattle, I think they get it done. Uh, I don't think Seattle's a great team by any means, but they don't have to be great against Arizona. They are at home. Um, maybe it's a cop-out picking Seattle, but I don't know another time I would ever use them later on in the season. So give me Seattle for uh, for this one. This is your fourth time picking the team that's playing against the Cardinals. You pick the Commanders in Week 1. You pick the 49ers in Week 4. Four, which I think was the, yeah, which was the Cardinals and then Rams last week and Seahawks this week, which is actually a, some people use that strategy is just to find the team that they think is the worst team in the NFL and just pick against them. Every it's week. so far, it's working for me, huh? It's working for you. Yeah. Uh, I like that pick. Uh, I think Seattle is a great pick for Survivor. Um, on my podcast, I gave out Survivor, Seattle as my Survivor pick. Or if you want to get cute with it uh, for anyone who's still alive in their Survivor pool, I think the Raiders against the Bears could be a sneaky choice. You're obviously mm. never going to use the Raiders again. They're playing against a Bears team that won't have Justin Fields. If you want to go with a little cute pick, Raiders could be interesting this week. But I think the obvious pick is Seattle. I think it's generally the right pick. Yeah, I'm just trying to get a new driver from you. Yeah. Survive in advance. <laughs> um all right this has been uh stacking the box uh, sign up for uh, an account with DraftKings. use the code stb get 200 in bonus bets and no sweat single game parlays every single day when you opt in um please subscribe to the stacking the box youtube channel we just reached 9,000 subscribers that is great let us help us reach 10k uh by the end of the month that would be fantastic hit like on this video sterling any final thoughts Chiefs are going to make you look foolish. All right. And by the way, the Bucks will too. I'm, I'm going to feel bad handing you a plate next week of the 0-2 bets against you, but uh, here we are. Your NFC South leaders after this week. My <laughs> beloved NFL. <laughs> all right. Thank you all so much for watching. Uh, like and subscribe, and we will talk to you all next week. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious.
serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Having a versatile, high-quality piece of clothing feels great. But having a whole closet full of favorites feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E, 2 0 